0: Hello and welcome to the WODFam chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo, And uh, we're, we're here this week to talk about episode 690 of Adventures in Odyssey. It's uh, The Green Ring Conspiracy, part two.
1: That we are. Yeah. <laughs> it's exciting and it's not going to get less exciting. <laughs> Never. Um,
0: We don't have uh, much in the way of context for this episode because we are not doing our normal... Uh, off the top recaps this time if you need that info go back and listen to the first one because it doesn't change it's true um but uh but beyond that we do we do have cast this episode Mm -hmm. so we've got two new characters uh well i should say i don't know so we we've we've done one episode with buck before Mm -hmm. um which uh aired two episodes ago um which would be our um
1: oh let's call the whole thing off
0: correct i was trying to think of the third rydell episode or the new rydell episode and it's let's call the whole thing off so so that one he's in so we've talked about him before but to just to recap played by robbie bruce Mm -hmm. um and robbie bruce doesn't hasn't done a whole lot of stuff um but he was uh he was the character of Quinn on the TV show Handy Manny that I think constantly Yo. about because of its terrible name.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: And he was also a character called Lee on an episode of Avatar: The Last Airbender called Zuko Alone.
1: <gasps> That's like the best episode <laughs> I know. I know what. So That's I Buck?
0: <laughs> I just did that for uh for for mr andrew because you know how i get excited about psych and uh and the young justice this boy over here with uh last airbender and uh all, scrubs yeah yeah
1: <laughs> pretty much all avatar extended universe information if you could throw that my way i i enjoy it and my youtube algorithm also does as well yeah so so
0: so yeah that, that's robbie bruce here playing uh playing buck oliver um and then we also have an actor named David Selby who's playing Jebediah Skint.
1: Mm. Just
0: Mr. Skint in this episode, but I guess I'm giving him the full name respect he deserves. Um he has done a lot over the years. He's I mean not like he's not like one of those like hun- he's only got 71 IMDb credits only, you know. That's mm-hmm. right. Exactly. Yeah. Um he uh Played the character of Brubaker on Legion, which is a show I watched Mm -hmm. and enjoy. He voiced Commissioner Gordon in the Dark Knight Returns movies Mm. um, that were uh, direct to to video, but pretty good. He was in an episode of Mad Men playing Horace Cook Sr. He was was in The Social Network, which is one of my all-time favorite movies, um, playing a character named Gage. Um, he's just one of those like hey pops up from here and there um but also everywhere <laughs> yeah exactly he's uh yeah and there's actually there's a fun little uh blurb in the new edition of the official guy this is the 25th anniversary edition aha uh-huh. um so uh, there's a little bit um here from Nathan Hubler, kind of talking about the casting of both Robbie Bruce and and David Selby um yeah So Robbie Bruce actually grew up listening to Adventures in Odyssey Hmm. um, and kind of had, yeah, worked his way in that way. Uh, David Selby um, was uh, on a flight with Paul McCusker, (laughs) um, who recognized him from his work on a 60s TV show called Dark Shadows. Okay. And they, I guess, exchanged info. And years later, uh, McCusker gave him a call. And he is on this show.
1: Yeah, and he does a great job. I mean, Mr. Yeah. Skint is a really fun voice, and it, the fact that he's had so much success on screen definitely translates to uh, to audio drama as well.
0: Yeah, and like it, it it's probably well, yeah, it, it's probably a rarity for Odyssey, but I think it happens from time to time. We've talked about it as it's come up, but like the this is McCusker while writing having this person in mind to play it oh which is like a fun thing as well of like you know this is yeah this is a part that was written for david selby yeah for his Um, character for
1: this character yeah
0: which i think is just i mean yeah it's always cool when
1: yeah well it serves to i mean obviously benefit the overall production as well um
0: so yeah that is that is what we have in the way of context for
1: this episode um if we're ready to get rolling, yeah, uh, This episode starts with uh, Buck and Mister Skint. They're at where? Where are they?
0: So, assuming they're at the um, circus. Okay. So Buck is moving around some boxes for Skint when he okay. shows up. I also, before we talk about them, do want to point out like the score mm-hmm. for these episodes. I had forgotten how specific to these episodes the score
1: is. Okay. Like and and how it establishes scene or what?
0: No, 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 just just in like the the musical drops. Like they like John Campbell has themes that he uses throughout the Green Ring mm-hmm. that are kind of exclusive to the Green Ring. Yeah, like yeah. in the same way that like you know Novacom gets that like electric guitar. Yeah. thing. <laughs> like there are very specific. <laughs> right yeah there are very specific themes for these episodes and i just had like kind of forgotten about them but then like because it doesn't like because this episode just starts and we get that music and i'm like oh we're in yeah this is green ring yeah right
1: yeah and it's it it is astonishing how novacom-esque it feels in in a lot of ways with the like you said the the um the motifs within the score and the way that it's written and kind of how the episodes flow into each other uh it yeah it it is astonishing to me how much i'm enjoying it and how much i'm relating this much later arc uh with like older odyssey that i have so much affection for
0: yeah i mean it is like it is also interesting to think about in the grand scheme of things like it's 10 years after novacom Mm -hmm. which novacom was like you know what six years well started like five years after blackard wrapped so there is like i guess what is the quote-unquote last saga is Mm -hmm. leonard meltzner stuff yeah which is like the saga that comes in between these two Mm -hmm. um but there is just there's a lot of distance between this and novacom mm. um and I feel like you feel that like it is like a reboot of a show like, like this yeah is, oh yeah definitely. this doesn't like it you you can appreciate some of the like thematic or like tonal similarities while it's still feeling very much like its own thing yeah
1: oh definitely yeah no there's no way that I can can could confuse these episodes with each other I mean, just even the fact that wit is voiced by andrews Stoica as opposed to paul herlinger yeah. is a you know a big contrast and and the way that the production sounds and everything um and yeah just the voice actors sound older like older eugene voicing so but you the fact that okay so 10 years it's been 10 years since green ring correct and green ring was 10 years after novacom right does that mean that whatever we get from the Rydell saga is, what's, is what they've got cooking up in the lab?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, R- Rydell is the next saga. I think especially because, like, because of how Odyssey restructured, timelines got stretched quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And it's only been three years now since Green Ring wrapped up. Yeah. Like, fully came to a close. And you also have ties that bind in there as being its own saga of sorts.
1: True, true.
0: Um, And now it's like, right, and now Rydell is the next thing.
1: Yeah. All right, well, let's not think about that anymore <laughs> and jump into the episode.
0: I'm not saying this is the last good arc, but... <laughs> until proven otherwise <laughs> but currently it's, <laughs> it's the, the last, last good arc <clears throat> I, if it holds up and so far it has but like yeah. i'm i'm open to to hating it by the end <laughs> i <laughs> liked Rydell at this point as well
1: that is very fair however give well yeah
0: G- given my own memory uh it seems unlikely yeah yeah that's a good way of putting it <laughs> um so yeah there's there's we get introduced to the characters of buck and mr skint who Mm -hmm. we've met buck before in the context of our show but not Mm -hmm. in the context of odyssey um and he wasn't
1: in the first episode at all no wow okay that makes a lot of sense
0: this is his introduction Mm -hmm. is him moving boxes and mccusker is like doing an incredible job with the Buck Mr. Skint dynamic.
1: Yeah. He oh writes my gosh. it
0: really well. There is a there's a greasiness to Skint that mm-hmm. is apparent, but also a charm to him. Yes. And that is really hard to wrestle with being like I should be able to see right through this guy and like I kind of do, mm-hmm. but I also like I get why it works for Buck.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Well, and, like we'll, the folksy southern kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah, but but
0: it's also it's the like he's his whole like like Buck go, you know, they listen to the voicemail on the phone. Yeah. And Buck goes, you know, do you want to listen like you just want to listen to this and he's like no no no! there are no No secrets secrets behind between us us. like you get to listen along buck my boy (laughs) and right the my boy thing it's it's a move whatever but the that thing of like i still to some extent but especially as a kid you let me in on something Mm -hmm. and you've got me yeah oh my gosh yeah anytime i feel i felt like i was getting extra information than what the general public got Mm -hmm. cocaine
1: yeah like like, that is (laughs) in my veins (laughs) that
0: is exactly what i like yeah what 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 is appealing to me Mm -hmm. and skin nails it here yeah by and also just Const I mean, he constantly is reminding Buck that, you know, that he's the one in charge, that he's older and wiser and Buck yeah. is a kid, but he still treats Buck
1: as capable and independent. Oh, yeah, no. He, he treats him like kind of, uh, I mean, almost like a Batman Robin type thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, there is like, he trusts Buck with responsibility with being able to carry out tasks, mm-hmm. even if he doesn't trust him in the decisions, but he's also transparent about his own decisions. Yeah, and he's like here, like, "Here is why that wouldn't work." Disposable now phones know. are
1: meant to be disposed of, <laughs> right?
0: And like, yeah, now now you have that information, and the the yeah the the kind of responsibility he gives to to Buck and the long rope he lets him out on mm-hmm. is i is there an analog to maury like mm-hmm. just in that like the whole thing that like wits whole like yeah kids gotta be kids now and we gotta like give them more latitude so that they could like when Make when mistakes. i was a kid yeah. you know nobody put me in a box or what whatever yeah. whatever phil i mean wit is trying to <laughs> say god i mean phil, phil i mean wit yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> an extra layer (laughs) to the complex (laughs) but
0: like whatever it is he is trying to do there like this almost feels like an example of it that is simultaneously like is so much more transparent than what wit is doing even if what they're doing is actively criminal at least it owns it where wits is like in weird
1: subterfuge yeah yeah it's like, like well, I, I don't know go, i was so just maybe he hurts people I i'm not just, responsible for that
0: <laughs> i was just listening to this episode and obviously we'll get to track this throughout the series but i was listening to this episode going is skint the better father slash mentor figure to buck than wit is to mori oh 100 yeah. percent! right yeah. like this man is a villain
1: and i'm instantly like well, i like i like mr skid way more than i like detective pole house <laughs> yeah i
0: mean yeah pole house can throw himself in front of a train like, <laughs>
1: i am well yeah
0: Oof. and i <laughs> i also realize that's the point of pole house and i just it's just it is a great I don't know. We'll, we'll obviously we'll see how it tracks throughout the series, but I think it's great on McCusker's part as the writer that like Skint works and mm-hmm. like you understand that he is not a good guy and yet like you feel like you can trust him. Oh and no! Pole yeah, Pullhouse is with is fun. like a like person of authority mm-hmm. who is like doing the right thing but sucks
1: yeah and you don't want to trust him right
0: and i think that like that dichotomy is not unintentional like i think mccusker is putting that there of being like look here is a like person doing good things horribly and here Mm -hmm. is a person doing bad things well
1: yeah and so
0: that's just going to be fun to track as we go out could, yeah
1: i mean it could be another layer of this whole idea of like counterfeit faith counterfeit personality correct which is uh, like the, the
0: underlying theme here
1: yeah of the of the entire album
0: yeah yeah and like the the episode theme for mm-hmm. this one which i think especially during like while we do green, green ring, ring it's gonna be like the same one but like the you know album theme is recognizing deception Mm. and it does like it is a thing that we need to track across everything yeah like i think that that is an important lens with which to view this saga or Mm -hmm. this album
1: and what focus and uh and the show is trying to do and say yeah um so uh, getting back into the the opening scene there there's uh Obviously, you mentioned there's a phone call, and the uh, the message is from Dirk Beggs, right? And, and uh, we get uh, <laughs> Mr. Skimpy, see lad, messages are never good, right? We, um,
0: yeah, so so he's he's well, we get the uh, the classic something's gone awry, I, but I don't, I don't know, know what, what it is. is. Um, Please.
1: If anybody else has that line as burned into their subconscious as we do, please let us know.
0: Yeah, just just tweeted us to be like, yes, I also was listening to Odyssey <laughs> on Wit's End online in 2011, so Through, like, I know
1: 2010, to 2013. <laughs> just
0: yeah, yeah. I, I need I need your camaraderie here, uh, chalk squad. This is why we have the show. Yes, yes. Um, and it's Make not just Andrew and alone. I talking to each other. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah so the they talk about the the plane crash Mm -hmm, and and buck's like well what does that matter to us and skin's like i think i've met the people on the plane it's gonna complicate things like he's like you know i think this is involved and then right um we he gives he goes to hand a phone to buck Mm -hmm. because buck's gonna go into town put up posters and kind of be eyes and ears on the ground. Yeah, yeah, see what's Posters going on. Posters for Uncle Archie's Carnival. Mm-hmm. Um, and so while he does that, we have... um, Skin is like, here, take this phone. This yeah. was a burner phone I had. Use that to mm-hmm. call me. And then Buck's like, oh, uh, there's a message on this phone. And he's like, oh, never a good sign. Yeah. Plays it, and it's the... It's Dirk! <laughs> Bags!
1: <clears throat> Dirk! Bang! Bang! <laughs> I'm hurt. Bang! Bang! I'm you going gotta, to Hagler's Junkyard. You gotta come get me. Or we could all be in trouble.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <Yep>. Oh no. <laughs> um,
1: and, and
0: so so Skins like, okay, so go go to Hagler, Hagler's Junk. Like, go, yeah. go find that. Go, you know, investigate that. And Buck's like, okay, great. Um, and asks for... He's like, "Ah, where's my backpack?" and um Skins like, "Oh, I used that yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the money. It's the one that Emily has." Yes, obviously. Um, and um and I think it is just I don't know, it goes to further establish their rel- I, I don't know. I just I love this interaction yeah. where he asks about the bag and and you know, um and Skins like why did you like leave something in that and he's like no no i just i I guess i'll just buy another one in town mm-hmm. like it's just good writing good character building i feel like you get a lot out of that little exchange oh
1: yeah no definitely and they're just their relationship yeah the, their
0: relationship of... the kind of lack of boundaries mm-hmm. and the like but also the the communal nature of criminal activity. Right, like the fact that, that Buck isn't at all hung up on the fact that, like, his backpack was used. He's like, oh, yeah, I can just go get another one. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter to him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and I don't know. It, I, I can't quite put my finger on, like, why that interaction works so well. But I think it's great. Maybe it's the southern accents. I don't know. And then we, uh, and then we jumped to uh back to the hospital mm-hmm. um to pick up where we kind of left off um with the uh Dr. Graham, Lily Graham, mm-hmm. talking with Wit. Um and she kinda asks Wit what Monty does, and he's like, you know, he's um I don't know exactly. I think he's like a food inspector in Des Moines. Like he's not quite sure. Which and- what? How does Wit not know what his grandson
1: does for a living? <laughs> yeah, I mean like I, I both get it and like, he's a busy man, I understand it, but I would presume is, that he would be more involved. He also, but
0: he's so estranged from that part of the family.
1: That is fair. Like,
0: it's not... I mean, we haven't heard from Monty since album seven. Yeah. Like, it yeah. has been 20 years real lifetime since Monty's been around.
1: One Andrew.
0: <laughs> right. Worth of and time. So, and so, like, it's not... Yeah, it, it doesn't... It, it feels out of character for Wit, just mm-hmm. being like, Wit knows everything. He's yeah. God. Yeah. But it also, I feel like, makes sense. And I do... Like, we, we don't get to talk about it because of just, like, what we've been covering. Mm-hmm. But I think the... The kind of... Troubles of Wit's family life mm-hmm. are a really interesting aspect to him oh yeah definitely. where it's like it's the one thing that he's like not perfect in mm-hmm.
1: yeah oh yeah well i mean you know his wife passed away and that's not really talked about all the time but it is brought up occasionally and there's a lot of feelings there um and obviously he's close with his family but his daughter they had a, a very strained relationship and especially early on in the show they gave a lot more airtime towards uh his relationship with his grandkids and kind of yeah. that how dicey that could be at times. Yeah. Yeah, uh, back I,
0: when they were focused on the family.
1: Yeah, now 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 it's uh, focused on the god. <laughs> um. <laughs> but yeah, no, so I think I think that what they're doing here is good.
0: Yeah, and it, so it, and this scene like has him on the phone talking with Jana. Mm-hmm. This This episode is, like, 50%, if not more, (laughs) one-sided telephone calls. Yeah, it's absurd. It is just (laughs) hearing half of conversations. And there are some glaring ones later. (laughs) Yeah. But, but uh, yeah. So, Jana's going to, like, get the next flight out to Odyssey mm -hmm. to come, you know, see Monty.
1: Yeah, yeah. And this is when uh, Dr. Lily Graham brings up. The small disc in his arm That was brought up on the x-ray That's roughly the size of a watch Battery um, Mm -hmm. that is indicative that he works for the Secret Service. Right, yeah. She got she got this super
0: classified briefing mm-hmm. a couple years ago about this that had, like, very specific instructions of, like, hey, this is secret, do not tell anyone, except for John Avery Whittaker if he is somehow involved because, like, you need to fully disclose everything to him. We know we're the federal government, but, like, we're
1: pals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't work for us... In, in some ways we work for him <laughs> like like i get that we is the closest
0: available family and that that's going to take some medical precedence yeah however monty is an adult yes
1: and therefore is in charge of his own medical uh treatment <laughs> right and if he's unconscious what like
0: that whole thing mm-hmm. but like it's one thing to be like we are going to like you know contact his you know nearest available kin regarding his treatment Mm -hmm. it is another thing to be like we are going to disclose that he is a secret agent to to his his grandfather grandfather. who he hasn't seen in a long time who only who doesn't even know his job yeah
1: i mean now we know why (laughs) yeah
0: but yeah, so that and that's basically it. Is she's just like you know he works for the Secret Service.
1: And he's like what? And then right. we cut to Nelson and Matthew at what they're at Hagler's junkyard. Yeah,
0: and their little like clubhouse or yeah. whatever, um, where Jay hops out and scares <laughs> Nelson half to death. And, and uh, then they're talking about the you know going to see the plane crash. Yeah. Um and. And he, and Nelson's like, oh yeah, I was there too. And Jay's like, well, I was there first. And Nelson's like, really? When? What time were you there? And Nelson's like, or right. and, and Jay's like, five minutes before whenever you were.
1: Yeah. Five <laughs> minutes before whatever time you were there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Jay is, Jay is so fun. He I is. I really like him. He
1: really is. I think that he is like one of the new characters, like new Odyssey characters that I think significantly improves on like like I think that if he is this generation's like Rodney essentially Right. But
0: he's like he's like a cross between Rodney and Cal.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what makes him amazing. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> yeah. I'm also kind of afraid of him, which I think is what he wants. Right,
0: yeah. It's it's great. Um and so they yeah. <laughs> uh jay sees the phone and like asks what it is and and matthew tries to say like ah it's none of your business and nelson's just like oh it's a phone we found yeah you know it's an appleberry and um and then jay's you know we're trying we might be taking it to the police and jay's like oh no no no, don't don't do that uh you know they'll just sit on the shelf and then after 30 days anybody can take it
1: yeah 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 (laughs) yeah it'll sit on a shelf for 30 days or you they'll have you fill out a bunch of paperwork and then it'll sit on a shelf for 30 days and if nobody claims it then you can have it yeah <laughs> i know because i found this wallet without any id <laughs> and
0: in two weeks it'll be
1: mine yeah and he's like it's genuine formaldehyde <laughs> which nelson goes nagahide what is nagahide i
0: have no idea
1: formaldehyde's fake leather right
0: no formaldehyde is the um cancer causing liquid that they use to put like like they used to store like animal, like dead animals in. Oh, like, like, like if yeah, you yeah, get, yeah, like yeah. when you would like dissect frogs, or yeah, if someone's got sorting. a brain in a jar. Wow, it used to be is... from aldehyde. It's no longer from aldehyde because it does cause cancer.
1: Yes. Wow. Sorry, scientists that had. <laughs> Yeah.
0: that, <laughs> I don't know what Naugahyde is. Naugahyde?
1: Maybe that's uh, the actual word? I'm Maybe sure n- that
0: is the actual word, but I was just like, who is this joke for? Yeah. Kids aren't going to know what either of these things are. I only know what one is. <laughs> I didn't, know what, didn't know, know what either were. Like, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh. Um. But again, that's one of those jokes that stuck with me. I don't know
0: why. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um... And then yeah, so so then we jump to Skint and Buck in the car, mm-hmm. and um, oh sorry, there is one other thing in that last scene, which is Jay suggesting that they that they do like oh you should try and see if you could get should can get a reward for it, and Matthew saying oh that wasn't like yeah part yeah. of my plan
1: yeah just do a good deed and
0: right. find the owner, which I think is. Yeah, good to establish intentions because of the next scene Mm -hmm. so it's then buck in the car with skin and he's like hey um why don't we just call back dirk with this phone and then if you know someone else picks up or whatever we just toss the phone yeah which is
1: a great idea yeah and and skin recognizes
0: it is like ah oh, this is why i keep you around my boy uh,
1: yeah but my boy is a great idea yeah
0: i do uh, i do like that he occasionally switches it up with a malad
1: yeah oh yeah no he's so fun but, mr skin is great
0: but also it, <laughs> it is like it is a little bit so much? it is a little bit reminiscent of uh of you know oh uh um, you know you know but also, uh, funny that we are covering back-to-back two mystery series involving a K-Knapsack. Mm-hmm.
1: If they mostly use it
0: backpack, except one time they
1: say Knapsack.
0: Yeah, and I was Knapsack just like, like, oh. fell out of
1: the plane. Ha-ha! Ah. Silent K. Silent no longer. Give them a voice.
0: <laughs> so So, yeah, so they then go ahead and give him a ring and the phone rings Matthew picks it up Mm -hmm. um and Skint's like who are you and Matthew's like who are you and he's like I'm a friend yeah Um, I'm a good friend (laughs) yeah and then they go back and forth and here's the thing and I realized Skint was caught off guard as well yeah but like he needed to pivot like the whole like oh i'll give you a reward comes across too much as can i buy a stolen phone off of you yeah
1: no yeah (laughs) like he doesn't
0: he doesn't quite hit it well enough but um i think that's okay like i don't think that's like a writing flaw i think that's like part of the story yeah yeah. but it is just like it's
1: just kind of (laughs) bad
0: yeah um and then so he (laughs) um he
1: offers them a big reward he wants to meet them privately and and... Matthew's
0: like hey I'm not gonna like meet some random person somewhere you know whatever at which point you know Maury goes like oh but it's just like some seek like you you, I'll just text you the information on this phone and then we will wire you the money it's fully anonymous
1: there'll be Um, no way of knowing (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) (laughs) anger (laughs)
0: <laughs> all, all, for a uh, a trip that uh, none of us actually care about.
1: Yeah, <laughs> still mad about that.
0: <laughs> Very bitter. Yeah. So what actually happens? They, you know, Skint calls and is like, "Hey, uh, you know, let's let's meet up. I'll give you money." And mm-hmm. and Matthew's like, "Hey, I don't trust you, but like, I you know, I'm I'm always." you know, let, let's, let's meet up. Uh, and Skint's like, okay, okay, you, you choose the place. Like, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And rather than choosing the obvious wit's end, Matthew says the police station and Skint hangs up immediately, Yeah, which baffles Matthew. And then we jump back to the truck where, mm-hmm. um, Skint tells where, yeah. Um, Mr. Buck Skint. is also confused and is like, Hey, why, why would he hang up? And, you know, he's like, "Hey, it was uh, you know, uh, he he said he said the police station."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 he wanted to go to the police station, and he was like, "This is this is really bad. This phone has incriminating evidence, um, and we need to get our hands on it." Buck is kind of in this moment, like an audience surrogate, um, where he doesn't really understand the significance of having this phone being missing. Uh, but Mr. Skin explains, like, this is actually pretty serious, and he drops Buck off at the junkyard with the phone still, right? Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: so he, he had, Buck's like, okay, well, let's just get rid of this phone, mm-hmm. and he's like, well, we need to keep it because that phone might have, if, if Dirk lost his phone, there's gonna be, like, increment, there could be incriminating evidence on it, so, like, let's hang on to this phone, and so, yeah, um, yeah. Buck keeps that phone. Um, and there, there's a line that I think... There, there's a couple lines in this episode that they hit really hard. Mm-hmm. As if to be like, see, listeners, this is the moral. Yeah. And and the one in this scene is Skint saying, well, I'm, I'm suspicious, suspicious, so why wouldn't everyone be?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm so glad that you wrote that down, because I did as well. It's a really good line, and... and it listening through it i'm like wow that's like a pretty yeah, yeah that's
0: fair fair yeah. point no i, I yeah I, I like it like yeah. I, I think it does a good job to establish skin as a character but it is underlined in the show as such of like hey pay attention to this this is the point mm-hmm. um so i just wanted to hit on it because because it, it, it's the point <laughs> um, and that's what we do
1: here we hit on them <laughs> yeah
0: then we jump to Eugene and Emily mm-hmm. who get just like their little, you know, one scene or whatever, um, which is looking up. Eugene's been looking up the bill in mm-hmm. the databases. Um, he examined it and it's fake. Mm-hmm. There is a slight clunkiness of dialogue here where I think Eugene, Eugene's talking about the pen. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if I draw this across the bill... And it's fake. It will leave a mark. Mm-hmm. Um, but then goes on to explain that he already did that. Yeah, and it's like it doesn't. Wor- it just it just adds a little bit of confusion where you're like, mm-hmm. is he doing? He's doing. So he's doing this, and but he's he already like, did you it see, before- if I like draw this across the line, and it, it will leave a mark. But you can see
1: here that there's no By mark. The mark that I just made. Yeah. <laughs> no. And
0: yeah, and so he's he's going through all this stuff because. The bill didn't show up in any da- databases, so he's convinced it's fake, and he's, mm-hmm. like, going through the steps. He's like, well, the paper's good enough that it doesn't leave a mark, which is mm-hmm. what's supposed to happen. However, um, none of the other stuff, yeah. the other security measures add up.
1: Color-changing uh, stuff. There's yeah. red and blue fibers woven into the bill, whatever. Right. And I think it's funny here,
0: and it. I, I'm just, like, I, I will attribute it to a young Emily. Mm-hmm. Is that like she doesn't know all this stuff? No, yeah. Like this is her finding out, and obviously, you know, this is like stuff that it feels like Emily should have in her back pocket. Because, yeah, like, be she's like very aware, of nerdy it. detective girl. Mm-hmm. But like, we're early on;
1: she hasn't gotten there yet. Yeah, no. and no, I just is... like that's that's fun. Yeah, this is the like, birthplace of right. Jones Park. We're get, we're
0: getting detective. an we're getting an origin story. Ooh, a prequel. Yes um that that actually came out in the right order so nice. not, not a prequel um so yeah and eugene's like all right i'm gonna like give the like i think it's time we call the police again and like explain to them hey yeah all that money we found is counterfeit, counterfeit. like this is even bigger but then wit picks up the phone or wit wit the phone rings Emily goes maybe it's the police and then eugene picks it up and it's wit
1: yeah wit if i have something to tell you or whatever he says um And it's, it's, yeah, it's so dramatic, right? There's so much happening. And this is again, a moment in the show where there's a big swelling score and it builds really well. And it is really epic for part two. It feels really grandiose, um, which is exciting and, and cool. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't really expecting it to move that quickly, uh, with this arc, which is cool.
0: Yeah and so what we then we then jump to back to hanglers Mm -hmm. um where buck is giving like the play by play to Skint over the phone yeah of just like hey the ambulance is here it's being you know loaded up because i I, we didn't hit on that but like that's how the clubhouse scene ends Mm -hmm. is with the ambulance showing up and jay running running out yeah because he's like, I knew my uncle was suspicious, which I really like that they call attention to that, that Jay's not just some idiot who, like, missed how cagey Wally was acting.
1: Mm-hmm. That's no, just,
0: yeah. I, I like that they give him that credit. And the, and because the, he is and a goofball. He,
1: yeah, he is a goofball. Like, and he could easily be one-dimensional, and they didn't have to put that in there. And it would just be like a normal Jay scene. Right. But you get that little bit extra of like, oh, no, he does care. He is a person. This is yeah. cool. I like this. Yeah.
0: It makes me like him even more. I do, too. Um. And so, yeah, Pole House um, comes over and confronts Buck mm-hmm. on like, hey, why are you on the phone? And Buck's like, oh, I was just, you know reek Reca- or Polehouse is specifically like who were you giving the play-by-play to and he's like just a friend it's not every day that like you see an ambulance like buck cranks
1: up the charm here right
0: this is exactly it is you can see like oh buck is so used to doing this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and is doing it really well mm-hmm. and you're also like Polehouse is used to being bs'd and so he isn't like he sees through this yeah like just enough, yeah. But like the normal person wouldn't, and it just is. It's a great depiction of both of them, where Polehouse is like storing this away for later, where he's like, I can't actually like nab the kid on anything, but no. like I don't buy his story, and all of that is just in the voice acting.
1: Yeah, where, no. Where like Buck
0: cranks up the charm, mm-hmm. Polehouse like just like has just enough gravel. To where you're like, oh, he's not buying this, but he also doesn't have enough to actually do anything here.
1: Yeah, and he makes comments about. Uh, is this the scene where he says like, you you made the mistake of being born into a bad family? No, that, that, oh, that's, that's Jay,
0: not it's not Buck.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, that is Jay. That's terrible. That'll that'll come
0: up, but he does. This is where he uh, he he calls out buck for uh chewing on toothpicks that'll stunt your growth
1: that's not real right no i don't think there's anything <laughs> no. any scientific no, data the, supporting whole, that the whole
0: toothpick thing is just like hey it's a fun bit and like we can't tell if he's chewing on a toothpick unless they say it Yep. In, in audio, and so like twice it comes up as just kind of like it's They'll his ruin bad your habit. Teeth. Yeah, right.
1: he's edgy southern boy. Right, his but it also toothpicks. is like it
0: is a thing of like Skint showing that Skint cares when he says like that mm-hmm. it'll ruin your teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's yeah, Pole Flipped House on its head here. Right, so it's it's funny we have these two, you know, polar opposites between Pole House and Skint, mm-hmm. but they're both making the same comment to Buck.
1: Yeah no i uh, this buck is i mean i know i talked about jay being like a character i really like but buck i i love i love buck i think that what they've done with him as a character has been really cool and everything that they have going on with him and uh connie's younger sister now is also really great um jewels yeah i know it's a little bit you know, he's, he's getting a little old for Odyssey, but I love that he is still involved and is a presence in the show. So yeah. I'm excited for the uh, the rest of the series in regards to that.
0: Yeah. And so the next. Oh, no, no, no sorry. This scene continues because Polehouse House gets a call. We get mm-hmm. another one of the these
1: one-sided telephone calls. Like it's just constant, <laughs> except for this one, you can hear you can... what they they're saying. I know, and like, it's bad. <laughs> right, it
0: is weird. Where like they put it in there just so, because I think the implication is that it's radio, not phone, because mm-hmm. they're police. Yeah. Um, but like you hear the background audio, but you don't need it.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it's it it doesn't really make a lot of sense. It doesn't sound like they're giving way more information that is what, or in addition to what is immediately spouted off by Detective Pullhouse. It's Pullhouse
0: parroting stuff back, but then we also hear what he's hearing originally. It is just like a weird choice. It's like
1: a bag full of cash, a bag full of what? Like, that's like what you hear.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so, right. So he's like, you know, um, the the whole secret service thing comes up That Mm -hmm. there's like, Oh yeah, we've got a secret service agent. And then, um, that there's a bag full of, but you should, he's like, okay, I'm heading for the hospital. Mm -hmm. And and the person on the phone is like, actually, before you do that, you should probably head over to Wits end. They found a bag full of counterfeit money.
1: Yeah. Like a lot of it. Yeah.
0: And this is, this starts the trend, which is the second half of this episode just being characters recapping events to other characters.
1: Yeah. Which is
0: kind of annoying. Yeah. Which, and we can just kind of speed through it here, because I don't think there's a, like, I'll try and hit some bullets, but Mm. I don't want to, like, go nice. back through the play by play because everything that we find out here we essentially already knew. Yeah. So then like we jump to the hospital where mm-hmm. Monty's been moved into out of ICU into a private room and they put a police off op- police guard in there because like he's got to be under guard per protocol until someone can come. Um Lily Graham called the secret service office in Springfield which is the closest one. Springfield is Illinois. Um,
1: there is Canon <laughs> that Odyssey is right. in Illinois. It
0: really does, like, push that pretty hard. And also, like, there's mm-hmm. someone, one of the few times that I've been like, oh, the wiki has, like, some interesting, like, in the trivia, like, somebody did their research and I actually care what it is. And it's every... So each 50 states has at least one secret service office. Mm -hmm. so like if it is in springfield then like they've got to be in illinois basically yeah and then like the added thing of there's one in springfield there's also one in chicago so they're closer to springfield than chicago Mm -hmm. which i think is like yeah just like fun little whatever um and so yeah then uh with Wit fill so they they they, they Wit and Graham like fill each other in on everything for reasons. Like it's it's like Wit has all of this information and needs someone to yeah. lay it all out for, and she was the closest person.
1: Yeah. So and, he's
0: <laughs> yeah. Doesn't
1: he, make a lot of plot sense, right? So
0: he just is like, hey, like the bag, like. There was, they found a bag of money and uh, secret service investigates counterfeiting, so that's probably why he's here. Um,
1: information that my doctor yeah. definitely needs to know to provide uh, quality care. <laughs> and
0: then, and then they, um,
1: oh, what? this is when they talk about the one that uh, showed up, dirt right, right. right.
0: Up. She's like, Another person showed up, they were at Hagler's junkyard, and mm-hmm. Witt goes, I wonder what he was doing there. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to. Wally, or or, um, not Wally, we cut to Jay saying, so what was he doing there, Uncle Wally? Yeah. Or, so what was he doing here, Uncle Wally? And it's just, like, a great, like, hey, like... This is going to be a continuation of what we just said, but two mm-hmm. different
1: characters. Like, it's it's a classic trope, but it, yeah, yeah. it works for me. Well, and again, like, the fact that you're going from wit saying it to, like, a little kid and Jay, it, it's nice. Yes. Um, um, and then, yeah,
0: so Jay asks that, then Pole House dramatically steps out <laughs> from the shadows. Yep. And is like, yeah, you know, Wally, you suck, you know, and... You People know, Jay's change. like did I did I meet you and did did you know were, were you some like did did you meet this guy in jail and Wally's like we'll talk about that later and Jay's like oh so you did and he's like mm-hmm. get out of here Jay yeah. like and it sucks for Wally so much mm-hmm. he's in such a bad place because he did everything right and he's trying to do things well and Polehouse House just is the worst.
1: No, yeah. Pullhouse is an animal. He's not, yeah, and not in the good way. Yeah. And well,
0: he's just like, you know, I haven't done anything bad in years and then fully comes clean to House. Yeah. And it's just he... kind of like, here's all the information, you mm-hmm. know, and recaps basically all the stuff we knew with like the littlest bit of extra where he, he, he throws in that, um, that Dirk was Mm double-crossed by someone on the plane, which would be Monty, Mm -hmm. um, that the pilot didn't really have any information, that there was gunshots, that they, you know, got out of there.
1: Something fell out of the plane.
0: Something fell out, which is the knapsack. Mm -hmm. Um, He lost his phone, but not out of the plane, Mm -hmm. um, you know, once he was on the ground, which we also already know. But then Wally goes on to say that phone contains, like, important contact info, and it's going to be, like bad if it you know isn't
1: mm-hmm. there's you know. also uh they bring up the stiletto and uh, paul oh, right. house is like nah that's like don't lie yeah. to me like yeah the guy's not real yeah. how does paul house know who the stiletto is right anybody want to explain that yeah. no okay he's the
0: stiletto everybody knows the stiletto yeah you don't know the stiletto andrew um and then uh it's a good
1: jack white song
0: <laughs> and then paul house is basically goes on his little like yeah yeah you know oh no because because wally says the great line of like it would be a lot easier to do because Poe House is like, You you keep me up to date with this stuff, okay? And he's like, mm-hmm. It would be a lot easier to do my duty as a citizen if you weren't so nasty about everything.
1: Yeah. And Which then, is
0: so diplomatically said. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, he's not picking a fight. No. He but he is stating his case, which I really appreciate, and then House is immediately just like, Yeah, well, you know, I don't think people change.
1: Yeah. You, I became nasty because of people like you. <laughs> yeah. And
0: and, you know, and then he's like, go, you know, say hi to your brother for me. And we yeah. find out that his brother is Archie of Archie's Carnival, which is a big reveal.
1: Oh, the, that wasn't established in the previous episode? No. Oh, yes. Yeah. Say hi to your brother, Archie. Uh, I'm excited about his his carnival. And then Wally kind of fires back like, oh, yeah, well, do it yourself. And maybe you'll get some free kettle corn. Right.
0: Um, then we go to Matthew, who can't get into the phone, mm-hmm. um, but he and Nelson decide to go out into the woods to see if they can find anything else. That's basically that whole scene. Yeah. And then, right, you don't have anything else you want to hear No, no, And then, and then we go to a scene of Skint talking to, Buck, or Buck recapping everything to Skint, because he's mm-hmm. like, I was, like, hiding under the windowsill, and- there's this weird thing where, there's a lot of weird things to see. <laughs> yeah, there is. But like, so, so I think the the thing that like bugged me from like a, just like a writing perspective is mm-hmm. it like comes in on, on him saying like, oh yeah, did you get any information? You know, Polehouse told you to scram or whatever. And then he's like, no, no, no I hid under the windowsill and I got all this info. And I'm like, why did, like. W- why did Skint know that Pole House told you to get out of there? Yeah, but then not. No, that you the, hid under the windowsill and
1: had all this information. Like that's
0: just that's just like a weird like discrepancy, and it's like how me like, may, and maybe he's p- mid recap, but that's not mm-hmm. the way it plays. No, I don't know. It's just not. it's bizarre. Um, but it's obviously what we as the audience need, yeah. so like it makes sense from that perspective. So he hid under the windowsill like a cat which skin is yeah
1: that's who you are my cat meow yeah, <laughs> yeah. what
0: <laughs> i don't know he's making he's making a choice
1: i uh, it's yeah it's certainly not not a choice <laughs> yeah
0: and then um so so he recaps then for skin all the info he got and skin's like mm-hmm. okay you go hunt down the phone he's like i don't know where to start and he's like well where would you know kids go over the summer mm-hmm. and you know A Buck, law-abiding type Buck, boy <laughs> right and buck's like well school's out so uh, i think i know just the place wit's end because of course um and then we jump to the security guard busting into um the room where lily and wit are talking mm-hmm. um this is security guard lou ross played by dave arnold hey. um, and he's just like you're not going to be happy about this but the uh the person we were you know looking after your grandson wit he's gone
1: dun, dun, dun. and then chris
0: is like oh yeah i'm baffled whoa like <laughs> she does like the the thing that i love when chris does which is the, like i'm listening to this too and i'm shocked
1: yeah like where did he go
0: <laughs> and then is basically and then her her like you know theme for the episode is like you know don't be deceived
1: yeah a lie is supposed to look as much like the truth as possible
0: yeah. Oh, there was one other thing I forgot to say. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Which is um uh when um when Polehouse and Wally Hagler are talking, the way that scene ends is um with Polehouse saying, Stay close, we're not finished with this, and Wally muttering, not by a mm-hmm. long shot, which is a like which is just like an odyssey motif. Mm-hmm. Because we get the. That's uh, um, Blackard says yep. it in Waylaid in the Windy City, where he's like, you know, I'm not finished with you, not by a long shot. Um, but Philip Glossman also says it in Tom for Mayor, where he's like, you haven't, haven't seen, seen The last of, last of Us, not by a long yeah. shot. So it's just like, it's a fun runner. Um, yeah.
1: It's cool. It, it's,
0: it's the uh, I've got a bad feeling about, about this of Odyssey. Odyssey?
1: It's Definitely. Great. And, you know, I mean, i'm okay with it it's definitely less original um than then i've got a bad feeling about this but i definitely like it and i think that it's interesting and it plays to the uh overall episode very well
0: yeah they should have called the three-part finale of this the long shot
1: <laughs> now now there's an idea <laughs> all Our right fan release of this <laughs> have <laughs> altered title names. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say regarding this episode, Part Two of the Green Ring Conspiracy, Dylan Weaver? I I'm in
0: I'm in good shape. I, I that's yeah, yeah we've it's yeah yeah I think I think my my feelings about this episode are pretty quickly summed up by I think the beginning is really good. I love what they establish with Skint mm-hmm. and Buck. I think all of that storytelling is done very well. I like the couple, like, that we get a couple scenes of just, like, moving the plot forward with Emily and Eugene, with mm-hmm. Wit and Lily, with um, Matthew and Nelson. Um, and then I get kind of frustrated with how much of it is just, like, like, there is, and we talk about it a lot, but there is pulling, like, all the clues together mm-hmm. into, like, a satisfying, like, aha moment and then there is just like recapping the stuff we already know yeah
1: recapping the recap that we recapped like right
0: and we we get a little bit too much of that especially in the back half of this episode but also like when you're listening to it and it's like a 20 minute episode it's not as frustrating as when you are talking about it for an hour no no
1: certainly not at all it's 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 enjoyable to listen to and like you know because it is r- relatively complex and, and you know they're they're connecting the dots for a younger audience so that they can understand it it definitely has its purpose uh it just doesn't hold up quite as well as say the score or whatever yeah
0: all right um
1: that being said do you have anything to
0: plug this week i am i have nothing to plug my yeah. life is uh too busy for plugs
1: yeah i i feel that uh yeah yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: All right. Then, with that being said, we will be back next week for episode 681 The Green Ring Conspiracy, Part
1: 3. Bye, guys. Bye. Wad Fam Chalk Pod is a presentation of
0: the Lidditz Podcast Co op. Follow the podcast at Wad Fam Pod on Twitter and Instagram or email us at wadfamchockpod at gmail.com. The Green Ring Conspiracy Part 2 is hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Assebo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverston, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wadfam Chockpod.